What's up, people? It's your boy, Random Joe. Tactical nuke incoming! It's your boy, Mike Nuke, a.k.a. Nukem. And we are... Opinions of some Average Bros. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Yes, sir. <laughs> I wonder what the stats are on... I don't know if we have those stats, but I wonder what the stats are on... Who sees therapists by race, you know? Only roughly about 30% of African Americans with a clinical mental health diagnosis seek treatment. You know, and that... that that's because of multiple, multiple reasons. Um, you know, in, in, in the minority community, there are several factors that go into play when it comes to seeking treatment. Um, one of them is lack of access, you know, to facilitators, to therapists, to uh, counselors, to people who can actually help us. Um, you know, if you look at, I mean, and that's paired with the fact that most African Americans live at Slightly above or slightly below the poverty level. Yeah. So, so that's a big deal. Uh, but also, whenever you look at, you know, counselors and therapists and psychologists, that requires a certain degree or form of education, which oftentimes, you know, in the minority community, we don't have enough counselors or therapists or, or, or psychologists that look like that, us. That look like us. That we connect to that, that we really understand our issues. So the lack of the lack of connection in the counseling field or in the healthy field uh, plays a big factor on why we don't access care. Because when we go to see someone for help, I, I might be wrong, but I sometimes you would prefer someone who understands what you're going through understands what you have been through, your perspective, and can at least relate, yeah. you know, to what you're what you're saying to them as you do that work. So yeah, you get a little black kid, you know, from the hood or whatever that go to a therapist and some middle aged white lady from the suburbs, you know, both parents, this kid home, single parent home, you know, this kid might have seen his cousin get shot at some point. She can she can show I'm not saying not saying that she can't have some empathy and sympathy. Yeah. However, can she really connect with that guy? I don't. I don't really see that that connection. Without that connection, you can't really get a person to help you. Mm-hmm. Plus, I know economics. I know economics play yeah. a large part of this. Yeah, I mean economics plays a, plays a huge part. Even if you have, uh, you know, healthcare and you have some insurance, you're you're uh, another barrier that stands in the, in, in, in the way. You accessing those resources is your lack of ability to pay that copay. You know, counseling can be expensive. It can be really expensive. You know, so if you have, if you're a single single mom, you know, with two or three kids, and either you or one or two of your kids uh, need to go see a counselor, you're looking at paying a copay for a couple of different folks in your family on one income. You know, once every couple of weeks. Yeah, know, one time I went to therapy. And I was paying uh, $150 an hour, yeah. straight out of pocket. Yeah. You know, I didn't use the military. I went to a civilian therapist, mm-hmm. $150 an hour, straight out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And if you have to see the person weekly, that can add up. I yeah. mean, straight up. Yeah. And yeah. let's not talk about the meds. 
I get all my medicine with VA. Everybody know how what a big business pharmaceuticals is. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine paying for mm-hmm. with three, four different meds I take. Yeah. Uh, on my own, you know, inside different things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. A lot of people can't. Yeah. Just I'm, trying to pay their bills. Yeah. You know? you pair you pair you pair the need with the income, and it doesn't always match up. You know, you might have more needs than you have means. Which is a huge problem in the minority t- in, in the minority community, um, and that's that's again just another barrier on why we don't access care. However, I will say this: that there's more and more options becoming available, you know. But it, it, it requires a little bit more research and a little bit more, um, I would say, self activation. Do you think we just simply? don't believe in mental health issues more than our counterparts. You know, as far as like, we just don't believe it's real. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, ain't no, you know, we just don't believe in it. Yeah. I, I would say that, you know, with, with all the research that I've done, that's been one commonality from research paper to research paper is the lack of understanding, not so much the lack of belief. There's a little bit of lack of, lack of belief in there too. But it's more so lack of understanding of what it is, you know, um, what what does this mean? How it really affects and how it really affects this kid, um, you know. And, and a lot of times, I, I, I do feel like it's getting better because we're starting to get more of an understanding as the generations as the generations, um, you know, go by. Because um, our parents have less of an understanding than we do. You know, now we have more of an understanding than our kids. Do. You know, so hopefully they'll have even more of an understanding and then they can get a little bit of a grasp on it. Uh, I think in, in our community, when the understanding comes about, oftentimes it's too late. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a little bit too late for us to get ahead of the curve. And I think that's why proactive, you know, engagement and your, the life of your kids and your family members is important. You know, our brains aren't fully developed until we're 25, roughly. Yeah. You know? So a lot of things are happening. A lot of changes are being made neurologically, you know, and biologically. So by the time your brain is fully developed, you know, uh, so much has changed, you know. So that's given that diagnosis of that that issue, that illness that you might have been suffering from, suffering with since you were eight years old, time to settle in. Yeah, like some of them you can't even get diagnosed with until yes you're a certain age yeah. so he has his kid yeah you know he's giving him hell he gets suspended in the middle of school all kinds of problems yeah and he can't get diagnosed properly until you're 18 but at that point he might have messed up his life by yeah. doing a little juvenile crimes or falling yeah. behind in classes yeah to where he don't want to go to school anymore to where you know yeah it's yeah. hard to get him back on track it's hard to get him back point. on track because at that point it it, it it becomes you know what's considered in the mental health field chronic you know, and chronic is the, the sustained amount of time that has passed that someone has suffered from this particular challenge, this particular mental health issue. You know, that's when it becomes chronic. You know, so, uh, but I will say that their doctors and physicians and counselors and therapists are getting better at, you know, treating things at an earlier stage if it's presented. You know, so that's on us as a community, as a black community, as in any type of minority community, we have to be better at being more proactive in engaging 
in, in that type of issue if you know someone in your family might be challenged. So if you see some type of behavior that you think is unhealthy or unusual, you know, it's okay to go and, and, and talk to somebody about it. You know, it's absolutely normal. It's okay. You know, that's called preventive actions, you know, and not just reactive. Because like you said just a few minutes ago, a lot of times, once we get to the point where we're being reactive, it's too late. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in with our audio podcast. Uh, if you want, you can uh, check out our Instagram. It's at OOSAB underscore podcast underscore. Also on YouTube, we go live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, you can watch that content as well. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Catch you later.